Welcome everybody, this is Damien John and this is Massage Therapy Now. Today my guest is a member of the RMTBC or part of the workforce and he has been doing important work relating and liaising with the schools and he's going to give us a bit of a heads up as to what he has been doing, what his role entails and all of those things. He is also an active registered massage therapist with a mobile business in Vancouver. My guest today is Kirk O.B. Welcome Kirk. Thanks, Damien. Thanks for having me on. It's yeah. my first podcast experience. So. Oh, great. And we've been kind of working in relationship to each other without having much of a relationship to each other because part of your work liaising is promoting some of the First Nations educational material that I've been working on over the years. And uh, so we have this this connection that we've solidified over the last little bit. And he'll speak to that a little bit today, too, I think. So first off, Kirk, who are you as it relates to massage therapy and how did you end up in this particular role? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, So I've been practicing for five years and been working at the association for five years and pretty much right out of massage school. I started working here and helping out uh, kind of while I was waiting uh, to get my license and and write the board exams. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, it's massage therapy is a bit of a second career for me, uh, but started going to school when I was 34. So it's one of the older students uh, doing that. So it's still fairly new to me. Um, but on the other hand, with my other career, I had a lot of experience receiving massage. So that's kind of how I got to know the benefits of massage and, and what it does and how it really does work. And uh, so I was able to appreciate that and now move into a role where I'm helping people out. So mm. I like that. But yeah, my, my practice has changed. I started in a clinic and kind of was feeling a bit claustrophobic. So I wanted to try the, the mobile part and, and work out of my home a bit. And I'm enjoying that uh, moving around and, and really being independent, which is one of the nice things about this profession is you're able to do a lot of different things. It's not just one direction. You can, you can mold it how you want yeah. your career to look. So that's nice. But uh, as far as association goes, uh, I've always kind of kept a day or two a week working here. I always like to keep my hand and how what things are going on and keep my ear to the ground with the direction, uh, whether it's with the government stuff or the, the college and how things are moving along with the profession. And I enjoyed it as uh, something else that's kind of complemented massaging and not using my hands, but still being involved. So I really enjoyed being here at the office and the people I work with here and and trying to do positive things for uh, the profession overall. Yeah, it's a good crew there. It's a small, small bunch of people, but I've always enjoyed the the various uh, characters that work at the RMTBC, all really good people that I've met anyways. And you're right about the keeping your finger on the pulse of things. As soon as I started working in relationship to the RMTBC, I found out way more or about what was current and and it's one of those those things as a sole practitioner it's pretty easy to get away from what you call the pulse of what's going on for the profession so it's a a nice little hack to actually work (laughs) to work there yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. well i have no excuse to not know what the updates are and Uh what i should be, be doing for all my my credits and everything with the college and Right. keeping things on the up and up so yeah so explain to us a little bit about your work as a 
I'm calling it a liaison. Does it have another role or is it a, is it that it's like a school RMTBC liaison? Can you explain? Yeah, that's, that's the official title. I think it also includes the students, uh, cause that's kind of my main focus. Um, we have our school memberships, um, but the, the focus of the talks that I do at the schools is, is to the students to inform them what we're about as association, how we can help them and how we're helping the profession and how important we are, uh, even though it's voluntary. So that's, that's one of the things where it's always good to separate the differences between us and the college and, and let them know, you know, what, what we're doing in comparison to what the college does. And, and we're there to help them. So uh, it, it could be considered a school liaison and a student liaison at the same time, but we'll, we're just sticking with the school one. So Right. So you're a little bit like a lobbyist in some ways, where, where you're, you're going to schools and telling students what the RMTBC does so that they can be better informed and then become members themselves. Is that sort of the, the baseline of it? Yeah, lobbyist or salesman, maybe even yeah. to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is funny because it's like the last profession I ever wanted to get into was sales, but right. it's kind of what I'm doing. I'm trying to sell the students on what the association does and how important it is and what it you know can help them out with. And um, so that's that's really the main goal of it is because the students are the future of the profession and mm -hmm. the future of the association and, and supporting and helping the profession grow. Well, in hindsight, I as a student. It was many, many years ago, but I was not that involved with knowing what the RMTBC did. And it is a real important group in terms of how the profession is moving. It's such a, a useful connection to make. And it's not completely necessary. I mean, there's other ways to get insurances and things like that as you leave school, but I feel like there's so much groundswell and so many good minds working behind the RMTBC. It's kind of silly, actually, to not at least explore what is on offer from the Registered Massage Therapy Association of BC because, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of history there now and they're directly involved in so many aspects of what the massage therapy profession is doing both in BC and in, in Canada and worldwide. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, that's one of the main things that I try to get across to the students is the intangibles the things that there may be the benefits they're not going to see directly. It's everything we do behind the scenes and how it affects them. Cause in reality, the, the work that we do here affects every RMT, whether they right. like it or not. And we're trying to affect things positively. So, you know, and the big thing is with insurers, like I'd say probably 95, 98% of uh, patients that RMTs are seeing are using some sort of extended health insurer. And those insurers talk to us. They look to us to see, set the prices, to talk about fraud, mm -hmm. to look at, you know, where the profession's going, how effective it is. And that's something that every massage therapist is dealing with in some way. And you know, that's the behind the scenes where we're helping move that forward and keep that positive relationship with insurers, whether it's, you know, Blue Cross or ICBC or WorkSafe. Right. Um, so that's really one of the important messages uh, that I try and get across along with all the benefits they can get their hands on, whether it's insurance or our LifeWorks program or, uh, or you know, having, being able to use our massage tables and chairs and 
brochures and things like that. So right. I think even myself, when I was in school, I, I remember the association coming and talking, but the big thing was insurance. So yeah, get your insurance with us. And it is great insurance, and but I don't remember them talking about how important it was, what they did for the profession and, and getting that message across because mm -hmm. uh, that is really what can make the connection because people, the students can always just say, hey, I'll get insurance somewhere else. Yeah. It's not that important. So, yeah. What uh, about the recent shift? I know the board made a change around uh, student memberships being free through to now paying, I think it's $50 for the year. Can you explain the reasoning behind that and what benefits it has for everybody involved? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big change, I think, for anything going from free to, to having to pay it. Uh, makes people question. I think, I think one of the big things was that basically students that had the free membership were getting everything for free, like all like access to our research online database, uh, you know, LifeWorks, and and it, it's costly. So it, it's something where we wanted to put more more uh, like onus on the students because a lot of students would become members, they'd sign up for free, but they'd never access any of the benefits or, or access us. Because they just there wasn't that invested interest, mm -hmm. uh, so I think part of it was creating an invested interest. Our students, you know, they're they're going to have to pay a little bit, and we don't feel like it's a lot. It's you know, you look at it over a year for fifty dollars, it's less than a dollar a week. Um, that it would give them an invested interest into what the association's doing and to actively use the benefits uh, for themselves to help them get through school. Right. Um, so it's it is a bit of a shift, and interestingly enough, we. We looked back into some of the archives, and I think back in the '80s, uh, students had to pay. I think it was uh, twenty or thirty dollars to be members. Uh -huh. So it, it's not a new thing. It's actually was happened in the past, and uh, I think moving forward, the benefits that the students get with the fifty dollars uh, is great. Like it's there's it's tons. Right? It's basically what the RMT gets for their membership. Uh -huh. So they can get a lot out of it if they want to utilize it. So, and that's why they have a choice. If they don't want to utilize the membership and all the benefits with it, then they don't have to. And that's our free one for the students is they just get our e-newsletter telling them about what's going right. on. Yeah. I think it's like any relationship where you're building. In order to get good feedback from an RMTBC membership, being engaged is really, really useful, like being a part of the annual general meeting type things and reading the newsletters and talking to the people in the office. And there's so much more that comes out of it when you get engaged with what's alive and real in the RMTBC versus getting a membership and just kind of sitting back and seeing what shows up. I don't think it is as useful if you just... Uh, stay disengaged from it. Would you say that's accurate? That's exactly that's exactly accurate. Is and that's a, a big part of whether it's our regular membership of RMTs and the students is we want them to be engaged uh, and to be active mm. in the profession. And I think that's yeah, that's one of the beautiful the beautiful kind of sneaky aspects of it is it does have that relational quality to it. And I actually found I got so much more out of my massage therapy career once I started building those relationships I met interesting people I had more conversations I went to more things it was more near the end of where I was doing hands-on work but it was one of those things where I looked back and thought why didn't I do more of this 
earlier. And I think one of the things that that kind of had me uh, shivering in my boots a little bit before I engaged was often I would talk to people about the RMDBC and it would be quite politicized. And I didn't really want to be crazily active politically, but I think that was a bias. Like there's so much more going on that you don't have to be this active political advocate. You can do many other things and access many other things that are available and yeah, not have to be. Well, I think there's been a shift too with the direction of the association. I think there was a lot of kind of conflict and things were a bit attention oriented with the, the college. Uh, and, and that mm. did kind of rub people the wrong way and it pushed people away and it kind of felt like they had to take sides. And, right. and we're really trying to move away from that completely and to actually work with the college and we're trying to build that relationship differently. Yeah, awesome. Uh, in a more positive direction. So I, I hope people can start to see that because uh, it, it it's only going to help the profession if, if we're working together with the college and yeah. things are in a positive way. And, and a lot of things are going to be changing as well with the college and right. all that's all set up. Right. Yeah, there's always something going on. Yeah, big changes coming. I've I've heard a few rumors here and there about what's going to be maybe showing up in the next. It, one of the ways to keep your ears open is to definitely be in some version of relationship with, with the RMTBC because they're right on the pulse of it. What have you learned so far in this role as far as being a liaison? Is is there a, a good relationship between the schools and the RMTBC? Is there any places for improvement and, and students as well? Like, What would you, in the short time you've been doing this, say has been really successful and is there spaces for improvement? Yeah, I think in general, it's, it's positive. I mean, there are, I think the thing with the schools, that's, that's a struggle for the profession as a whole is they all are independent and they're all privately run. And so uh, each school is different. Each schools run a little bit differently. They have different lengths of programs. Um, and so the standard isn't really there across the board. And that, that's something we'd like to see change and that'll help the profession moving forward. Um, yeah, like, and unfortunately, not all the schools are school members. Right. So right now, we have about five of the nine active schools in BC. Um, and, you know, it's frustrating. I think I think a lot of the schools, uh, like, well, there's the new one, Camosun, and they have, like, one class right now. So it, it's understandable. They're just trying to get their feet going. Mm-hmm. And they're not jumping in and, and being a school member. But um, it, it is a little bit frustrating uh, trying to get the other schools on board because, Really, like at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to drive the profession forward and the profession has a really positive atmosphere with the public right now and people are looking for massage and RMTs are in demand and it's, you know, we're, we're driving that forward and we're, that's what's helping the schools want our, our students to become RMTs and keep their mm. business moving. So, you know, it should be kind of a, a cohesive connection between the schools and the association and, and it's going to benefit everyone in the long run. Um, and right. that's that's missing from some of the schools, unfortunately. Um, I guess they just don't they don't see that. Um, and unfortunately, that's something that the students are going to miss out on is is having that connection and, and role with us too. And some of the right. benefits they can get to that. Yeah. A student could be a member though if their school is not a member. Is that correct? They can. Uh, we we've, we've been trying to look at you know how to change that and. and Uh, The past, it's been, well, the school, we want the school to be a member for the students to be active with, uh, like, our case study awards and our school scholarship. We we wanted it kind of be this package deal. Uh, Same Uh with, like, your course. We want the schools to be members. Uh, 
uh, for you to come and talk to the schools uh, and, and be active with that. Um, so I mean, the, mm-hmm. the schools they get a lot of benefits from that, and I think a lot of it we just we just want to see the schools uh, support us, support the profession. Uh, so there's that positive relationships they can see with to help the students out. Um, so yeah, what's the what's the pitch that you would give to a school that is not a member yet? Is there one that's in your brain like this is value for your money, and and uh, what would the advertisement look like? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I, <laughs> well, like I said, sales is not like the thing that I wanted to be in. But I think, I think really, it's kind of what I said about just we want to we want to have a positive relationship and move the mm-hmm. profession forward. And and I think we just want the schools to realize like we're a big part of that, and we're a big part of when these students come out that we're helping them in the profession, and we're helping the profession move forward. And because uh, there is such a, a great demand for RMTs, and it's and the profession is growing. Um, that we just like to you know see their help with that and and really like you know what what they're paying for and the benefits that they may be getting tangibly out of their membership uh, outside of uh, you coming and talking to them and, and me talking to the schools isn't going to be exponential so but at the end of the day it's it's also just about creating that relationship uh, for the profession so and, and the school should be invested in, in the profession mm-hmm. that they're teaching especially the solely focused on an RMT. Um, that's a little bit different with Langara uh, uh, for them because they're part of a other program. But they're school members. They they see the benefit and right. appreciate that as well. So and Not to yeah. toot yours and mine own horn, but the cost of getting someone like myself in to do a cultural awareness course is usually reasonably expensive, and that is all covered as a right. part of the membership. And so there's good value and there's there's really good value in you coming in and myself and and in the other things and like you say I think the relationship building piece I've talked to a few massage therapists recently and one of the things that has always been on various people's minds is this idea of how do we get even more as a profession more congenial with one another and and really not have these little insulated pods but really work together to better better all of it and i think this is kind of one of those aspects where yeah you can really boost that idea of working together by yeah having having a vehicle that is the something like the rmtbc be i don't know that relationship delivery system almost where you know it's kind of built into it yeah, it's exactly. And, and as far as, you know, being isolated and, and trying to create more of a community, I think that's something that we want to see because I think it's very easy as a massage therapist to, to be in your room and to be isolated. And at the end of the day, you go home and, and there's not necessarily a, a lot of community. I mean, maybe in your clinic a little bit, but uh, yeah. it, it's easy to just get that focus. And so that's why we like having our, our big conferences down at the Anvil Center. We have right. 300 RMTs come and it's, you know, they can actually start to build some community mm-hmm. outside of uh, that day-to-day. That was me. I was that therapist that sort of isolated. And, and it gets pretty lonesome and boring <laughs> after, right. after a while. <laughs> and I love those conferences. I think they're real good bang for a person's buck in terms of meeting people and learning things they're excellent all of all the ones i've been to have been excellent so yeah and anybody free listening food. free food yeah <laughs> free food yeah 
Who? What's the next one coming up? It's in April. Yeah, it? it's April. I believe it's seventeenth and eighteenth, uh, and it's uh-huh. the focus is on rehabilitation. Right. That'll be at the Anvil Center. And is there? There's been some speakers who have been pinned down now. Yeah. Yeah, there are, and uh, uh, you're going to probably ask me who they are. No, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's all on the website, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. everything's up within, uh, in our newsletter. It's been focused on uh, different speakers. So they're coming from across North America. Right. We have some uh, doctors, PhDs from big universities coming to talk about rehabilitation and specifically revolving around massage therapy. So. Yeah, and one thing I know about these symposiums is they're never lacking for real quality speakers. I think, yeah, everyone I've gone to, I've had at least two speakers blow me away. So they're very, very right. worthwhile. And to sign up for that, people would go to the website and there's all sorts of links and things for, for people to figure out how to do that. Yeah, you just go to the website and it's under media and events. Okay. Uh, under upcoming events, and it'll say 2020 conference, and you can uh, pay for it online and get all set up for it. Right. Well, we'll put that in the in the show notes. As far as your work goes, you're also a resource or a contact point for the RMTs and students. Is that true? And if so, what do you do? do in that capacity in the office? Can people phone you and ask questions or how does that work? Yeah, uh, I'm not just stuck to the school and the students uh, liaison. Uh, Also, I I help out with general information with any RMTs that call in, uh, help with a little bit of practice support. Uh, Allison Chirinoff's our main practice support uh, advisor and she's not always in. So uh, when I can answer questions for the RMTs that call in, I, I do help out with that. So Right. Try and cover all the bases, um, but typically the, the with the students as well. And um, if somebody wants to book yeah. you in for a presentation, a school say say they're a member, do they contact you? Do they contact anybody in the RMTBC office? How does somebody book you in for a presentation? Yeah, they can contact me directly. They can call me or email me. Um, most of the time, I've reached out to majority of the schools, but I do once in a while. Uh, I get some requests uh, from some schools that aren't members as well, and they'll reach out and they'll want to come have me come talk to the class. But if there are some instructors that uh, would like me to come to their class that I haven't I've been to their school yet or uh, haven't been to their class and they specifically want that, then I'm happy to do that as well. Yeah, right now with the way my the layout is for the presentations. Uh, I try and go to two classes uh, each term at each school. So I try to get an early term in, like for term one or two, and then an end of term uh, to talk to them before they're graduating. Right. And how long are your presentations generally? About 45 minutes. Uh, I can okay. do it a little bit shorter if needed. Um, and I always bring free stuff for everyone. So it's always nice. And I do a little bit of a competition. I have some questions for some prizes at the end. So right. I always like that. A little bit of swag. A little bit of swag doesn't hurt, yeah. Yeah. Free stuff. Awesome. Are there any other th- points we haven't hit on in terms of what your role is as the liaison? Are there any things you want to speak to that we haven't touched on in this last half hour, or have we hit everything, do you think? Yeah, I, I feel like we hit the majority of the topics. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's not uh, like what I'm doing is not too tricky. I just try and bring positive uh, experience to the students so that uh, they'll they'll remember. I mean, they don't have to remember every detail and 
I think just being there and, and talking about something different, it can be hard too in the later terms when it's, that's the one thing when I, I'm talking to each class, each class is different. They all have a different energy. Uh, a lot of them are a little bit more awake than others. And it's, you know, they're usually a bit more eager in the early days and their early terms and the later terms are a little bit more sleepy and then they got a lot more on their plate. Yeah. So and you just you know, try and speak to maybe what they'll hear, but if they just can remember a couple things about the experience and, and then once they're all done with their board exams and moving on with their career, uh, they'll think about us and right. have that in the back of their memory. I have a quick question about the transition from student membership to professional membership. Does Is there any crossover there? Like, is it, as soon as you get your licensing, do you have to upgrade? Because the memberships are for a certain amount of time, right? Yeah, we're, we're just, we run them on our fiscal cycle, which is right now, it's, what is it, October? Uh-huh. Starts in October 1st uh, to end of September. So there, there is a little bit of overlap in there with, uh, you know, board exams that happened in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of on, on that timeline when uh, people are running the board exams in the fall, then they're kind of just starting out kind of at the end or the beginning of our fiscal cycle. So, uh, with, with students that, uh, one of the things that we're not doing anymore is we don't offer student insurance, liability insurance, right. which is something we used to offer and it was a super good deal. But, uh, we found out that the student liability insurance was actually piggybacking the full RMT insurance. And that was a liability for the RMTs because if the student ever had a claim, it would exponentially raise, uh, RMT insurance. So we've kind of had to put that aside and we let our insurance broker Wilson back take care of that. And so mm. there is something that the students can get for a body worker's insurance that, that's accessible to them. Right. If um, they're doing work as they go to school, you mean? If they're doing work outside of school, if they're working at a spa or a clinic doing relaxation massage, then uh, right. they should have some sort of liability insurance so they can they can get that. Um, but as far as when a student graduates from school, there is that little bit of lag time. So between then and writing the board exam. So what we do have for students that have graduated and are waiting to write the boards and are working and doing some relaxation massage, they can become a associate new grad. And basically that is, it's the same price as if they were a new grad and they can then purchase our insurance package and it will cover them for the relaxation massage. And then the nice thing is then once they write their boards and they pass, all they have to do is email us and let us know they passed. And we just forward them the full RMT insurance letter uh, for proof of insurance for the college and they don't have to pay anything else. So they kind of are just paying their, their dues and their insurance up front. Uh, once they graduate from school and then once they're they're licensed and they're good to go. Otherwise, uh, if they're not working in between uh, school and writing the boards, uh, then once they pass, they just become a new grad and uh, and they pay the new grad price, which is less than half uh, right. the cost for, uh, for the full RMT membership. And that lasts for a year or so? Yeah, that lasts for a year. So that's from the insurance runs from November to November. Okay. Um, and we do prorate. So say the students that are writing the board exams in the spring uh, and then in April or so, that's about halfway through our year. Uh, so their half price would even, it'd basically be a quarter of the price of the full due. So right. it, it is prorated okay. membership throughout the year. That's the insurance can't be prorated. Yeah. It's all good to know. Great. So if anybody has any further questions, we'll include Kirk contact information in the show notes. And if they want to yeah, ask you anything about what, we, what we've talked about or even further information, you're open to 
people contacting you through those lines, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime anyone wants to ask a question. So Great. And you work on Mondays and Fridays. Yep. I'm in the office Mondays and Fridays. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. But I do do some talks because my schedule is flexible. I'm able to go and talk to schools during the okay. week as well. Not on those Mondays and Fridays. So. Great to know. Awesome, Kirk. Well, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to do this short and sweet informational podcast so that we can have some better information about both what the RMTBC is doing and what you're doing as it relates to schools and students. I think there will be a number of people who find it useful information and it's always a pleasure to talk to somebody new and introduce them to the world of podcast interviews. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, and everybody out there who's listening, I hope you are doing well and that you have a very fine day.